Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome to the Innovative Teaching Podcast. My goal with this podcast is to introduce you to new ideas, encourage you to think outside the box when it comes to teaching and learning. I'll let you know what I'm exploring, what I'm working on, what's not working, and then suggestions of what you might want to try. I am your host, Dr. Jeanette Schaefer. This week's Tech Tuesday podcast is a little longer than normal because I wanted to share out the technologies that we use during the Global Game Jam 2024. The theme for this event was Make Me Laugh. So I like that we were able to pull in everyone's sense of humor in order to create a game around the concept. Now, the tools that we used, did we finish a complete polished game that's ready to send out to the market? No, we only had 48 hours, but we did prototype a game and get it started. We did use Unity as the main software to pull everything together in order to make the final virtual reality game. But the whole process started with sticky notes, uh, dots, markers, and of course, pizza. So the whole brainstorming session, I really like a technique I use. Uh, anytime we need to brainstorm, I really like the technique. You put one idea on each sticky note and you brainstorm for two to five minutes. But I like this process because you brainstorm in silence. You don't do it as a group. Everyone does it as an individual. You put a single idea on a single sticky note. You do that for two to five minutes, depending upon you know how much time you want to spend on brainstorming. And then after everyone's complete, you stick them on a wall, bulletin board, still no conversation, then everyone has a certain amount of dots, sticky dots, that they can then vote on the ideas that they like the best. Now, the, the number of dots, I guess it depends on how many brainstorming ideas you're going to have. I normally do three to five dots. And everyone goes up in silence and they just put their dot and vote up the ideas they like the best. Now you can do another second round. So after you have them voted up, you can do a second round. We did not just because we had a small group, but what we did do was take everything and categorize it. That ended up putting more dots into areas that were of interest that we, that multiple people had the same idea or related ideas. Now, a person can group the sticky notes ahead of time before you vote or just vote and then categorize them. From that, we came up with the top ideas because then you rank them what ideas got the most votes. And then from there, we talked it through as far as, okay, what are the possibilities with the, the top ranking themes? And I have done this where you pick one or two, preferably one, and then you do another silent brainstorming, having people throw everything out. But since we were a small group, we went ahead and just talked it through, came up with an idea. And the name of our game ended up being Lunch Duty Mayhem. Now it started out as Lunch Duty, but after working with some AI tools through the process, it turned into Lunch Duty Mayhem. We really liked that and had fun with it. So after the sticky note, we went to pencil on paper, 
just sketching out a very lightweight storyboard. But that helped us, you know, get the, the concept behind the game. We did use a good old-fashioned Google folder to pull all of our resources together. Now, as far as imaging software, we started out with Leonardo AI. The reason we started with that is because one of the diversifiers for the Global Game Jam and a company that was awarding, there were rewards if you used their software. And we like AI imaging because in 48 hours, you don't have time to create your own artwork. So we explored that. It just would not work. So I ended up using MidJourney. And then with MidJourney, I could create images and then put it in Canva for additional, like adding text. Because MidJourney is horrible with text and even puts text in images where you don't want them. So for those of you not familiar with MidJourney, it is a tool to create AI artwork and you'd set it up through Discord. So you just get a conversation going on with the, the AI bot and create images. It's pretty fast. You do, they say they have a free version. I went ahead and paid because I knew we had to create a lot of graphics in a short period of time. So, uh, it's not, they, if you pay, there's an option for $8 and you can generate 200 images for a whole month. And then the next, uh, uh, level up was I think $30 and you can have unlimited, but mid journey by far just created the images that we were looking for, for our game. Now we also had voice actors, so they were not necessarily game jam team members, but uh, people hanging out in the library or working in the library came in and they acted as our voice actors. For this, we just used a voice recorder on a smartphone. The application I used was Recorder HQ on an iPhone. And all we did there was it would record the voice. I was able to change the format of the audio file to an MP3. And then that was pulled into Unity. A little more interesting and I guess kind of high tech. It's high, high tech on the back end, not high tech on the front end. But we did video on smartphones. So we went into our studio and we just recorded people acting or making the movements of the characters for the game. We wanted characters in the games to have certain movements. One was kind of ducking down, avoiding getting hit by food. Since it's in lunch duty, it was gonna be a big food fight. So we would record the video on a smartphone and then we pulled that into Plask AI. Now Plask is P-L-A-S-K. And this allowed us to take that video and basically create like a motion capture animated character. Now it's not a high end, but it's great for prototyping and they'll tell you that on the website. But that made it an easy way to animate our characters within the game in a short period of time. The Bard AI came in really handy. The one thing we did is that since it was make me laugh, we wanted to add humor into the game. We're doing a food fight, which part of the make me laugh is the sound and voices that we recorded. 
in addition to that, they had many, many diversifiers. And the one diversifiers we selected to go with was one sheet, one game. So we not only built the virtual reality VR game, 3D game, we also added in a one sheet, one game that went along with it. Now, my idea behind this was in our studio, we're limited to five Oculus headsets. We don't have a whole class set yet. I keep building. We're not there yet. But I have four or five headsets at, at any one moment. What are the other students or players going to do while they're waiting for their time on the VR headset? So we decided to develop a one-sheet, one game that would accompany the VR game. And that's what we used Bard for, was to come up with the puns or the little phrases that went on the playing cards in this one game, one sheet. So even though it's one sheet, one game, the players are instructed to cut out cards. So we actually created, I think it was 42 cards, and each one has a different food item on it with a funny little phrase or pun to go with it. Bard was excellent for that. I was able to produce it very quickly. I think I used the prompt, create a three to five word phrase about, and then I would put in the food item. Now the next one we use, realplayer.me. And this was another one where we could create characters, 3D characters that went into the game. So I talked about taking the video, creating the motion capture for the characters. Well, the actual characters we created using realplayer.me and then pulled that into Unity. And then they, they got layered onto each other, right? So the motion capture went with the characters we created in realplayer.me and then the voices of the character or the actual voices of our voice actors that we pulled in with an mp3 file in addition we couldn't create everything even though we did a pretty good job of you know creating that from scratch i guess we did use the unity asset store that pulled in a couple different components for the game so that we wouldn't have to build everything out in unity we used discord for communication so discord kept us connected well, I'll say Discord, but we were using Discord, Slack, and Twitch, and even YouTube to stay connected with the whole global community that were developing games. I felt like that was pretty important because we were able to see what everyone else was doing. We knew we were part of a bigger event. Even though our group was small, there were other events that had 200 plus gamers going at the same time so it was just really cool to connect sometimes it was in a different language but it was still neat to just see and hear what everybody was working on we did explore uh, let me tell uh webex so we also used webex this was mainly to communicate within our team we had one a team member that was working from a high school and there were certain tools that are blocked and they're not able to access. So WebEx was one that we were able to use while that person was at work. And it's not that he was game jamming during his job because that was another challenge. We all still had our jobs. So we didn't do a full 
for we did 48 hours straight, but it was in between our jobs, our families, and jamming uh, together in person. So we did a hybrid combination, and it worked. And the the WebEx became important because instead of spending the time to drive to the site in person, um, our team member was able to connect from work. As soon as work got finished, he was able to connect and we were able to communicate before we left the physical location that day. Um, So we did explore Dot Big Bang. Dot Big Bang is another platform to create games quickly. They were a sponsor of Global Game Jam this year. I think they were the main sponsor. We we looked into that. It looks pretty good. We decided not to go ahead and do it just because we had uh, jammers with game experience uh, and using Unity. So we decided to go with Unity instead, where Dot Big Bang would have been new for everybody. <clears throat> um, let's see what else. I will link to the comments or put in the show's description notes, the link to our actual global uh, game jam game. Because they, I was able to upload everything. There's a link in there. You can see a little trailer of what we were able to produce in 48 hours. And then the PDF card game, you can get a picture of that. I think that is all of the technology that we used uh, for this podcast. I'm using the... Uh, Adobe podcast, which has some AI worked into it, especially creating transcripts and editing the podcast afterwards, in case you're not familiar. Oh, I forgot. And we use the Oculus headset. So that was the virtual reality device where we would hook the headset up to the computer and with Unity and we were game testing as we went. So just to get an idea of what things were looking like, how the tools were working, how the artwork was importing in to the game. So that was our tester technology. And ultimately that's where the game's going to be. So we do plan to continue working on the game and make it a little bit more finalized. I mean, it won't be instantly. Uh, but over the next few months, we hope to kind of work with it and, and approve upon it. But it was actually so much fun. If you've never had a chance to do a global game jam, make sure you take that opportunity. It's, it, it was just fun. Okay, so one academic thing I wanted to mention beyond all the technology we used and, you know, ideas of how you might want to use it in your classroom. I didn't give examples. That's for you to process because this would be a really long podcast if I went into how every one of those technologies could be used in your classroom. But the one thing that I really like, and I know this, I know like K-12 is really good at this. I know the, the elementary, especially, it seems like middle school, high school, they start getting away from it. And in college, we rarely do it. But I really liked that the Global Game Jam had diversifiers. And they didn't just have one or two diversifiers. There were two full pages. And I'd say smaller text size than normal of diversifiers. And if you're not familiar with the diversifiers, it was a a way to challenge the gamers to implement an element that maybe they wouldn't otherwise 
challenge their skills. I really like the one sheet, one game idea because that helped us to pull in and involve the jammers that attended our game jam that weren't comfortable with the technology. I've seen this implemented with elementary and elementary, they tend to do something like it's either like a bingo sheet or tic-tac-toe. And each square will have a different thing that they can do for their assignment, whether it's add a video, add a photo, write a poem. But there's many, even with like science experiments, maybe it's like, you know, you're selecting what things you're testing or how you're going to test it or how long you test it. There, there's many different ways. So some examples with the, with the game jam. Oh, and I forgot to mention when they do tic-tac-toe or bingo, the idea is, is that you pick, let's say you want to do bingo for your assignment. You have to get bingo. Now the whole bingo card has all these different options that a student can do with their assignment, but they only need to get bingo one way. So they'll pick the row of bingo they want to get. Everything within that row of bingo, they're going to implement into their project. Now, another way, if you wanted to get really creative and make it fun, you could have students actually play a bingo game in class. And the first bingo they get is the row of bingo items they have to put into their assignment. So you can add that element of fun. I'm sure you would get a bunch of oohs and ahs as people get bingo because they're like, oh, I don't want to do that in my assignment. Or yes, I want to do that in my assignment. Keep that in mind. I'm already, I'm already going. It's like, that sounds like fun to me. Okay. I'm going to go through some of the diversifiers. There were many that were, I say many, there were several that re were related to sponsors. So sponsors would put out their own diversifiers and challenges to encourage people to use their tool. I think that's cool. It looked like there was only one that was actually given a cash award this year. Apparently in the past, there's been some pretty big cash awards, not so much this year. So those are all possibilities, I guess, even in your own classroom. If you could get sponsors outside of the classroom, outside of the school, or you could be the sponsor, I guess, put up $10 or $25 or a gift card. And then, or just special privileges within the class. You can do that. But I'm just going to read through. I don't think I want to read through all of them. I'll just go through a couple of them. So one was lunch special. Your game can be played with one hand because the other hand has to be free to hold your sandwich. That would just be kind of fun. Um, coal miner, use only charcoal in any form to make all of the game's art. I use Midjourney to create the art, but if you had someone they could draw quickly, you could have just done everything in charcoal. Oh, and then this one was fun for all of you that are Mickey Mouse fans. On January 1st, Steamboat Willie Mickey Mouse, so not all Mickey Mouse, just the Steamboat Willie Mickey Mouse, has now entered the public domain. Disney no longer holds copyrights to Steamboat Willie Mickey Mouse. So that was one of the diversifiers was you could add in something to do with Steamboat Willie or the artwork. Uh, there was Woodstock Vibes. The art of your game is done in psychedelic style. Uh, mouthing off. Audio. We're going back to basics. For this diversifier, every bit of audio in your game must be made with your mouth. Singing, beatboxing, and little lip smacks for impact are all allowed and encouraged. 
I could see where students would have a blast with that. Okay, just a couple other options. Uh, we started off with wanting to do buttering biscuits. It was a key mechanic in the game that revolves around the proliferation of baked goods. We went with food in general. We did not do baked goods by itself, but that was one that kind of inspired us. All for one, everyone at your jam site must contribute to your game in some way. That could be fun in the classroom where one person's project, everyone had a contribution or helped out with it in some way. Maybe that could be the teacher's project or assignment. Um, oh, art of the tank, provide rewards for players that lose. Based on a true story, the game is based on a real-life experience of one of the developers. So those are just some examples. They had a bunch more. I'm not going to read them all. Just think about in your own classroom. One way you can easily personalize learning is to put some fun options and call them diversifiers. You know, it could be something that a student pulls from their own real-life experience it. I don't know, a piece of their artwork. And then there's so many ways and it depends on the assignment. So really just sit down and look and just think about those options. And if you don't want to do like a whole tic-tac-toe sheet or a whole bingo sheet where there's many, sometimes to me that's overwhelming. I'm like, oh my gosh, for me to sit down and come up with all that would take a while. Instead, give maybe provide two or three diversifiers. I know other faculty and teachers will do that too. Students have an option in how they want to present their assignment. They could do a video, they could present it. They could do audio like this. They could draw a comic strip. They can make a book. So there, a lot, a lot of teachers are already doing it, but maybe think about how to take it to the next level, like how to really challenge your students. But, and that's the other thing with the diversifiers. If you have students that can easily complete the base assignment, what are some options to add in that will really challenge the students that are doing well with the content? All right, everybody, that's all I have for you this week. I hope there is something in the podcast that you will find useful, maybe a new technology to explore, a new technology to use with your students, maybe just something to take a break and have fun. And if anything else, I would encourage you to think about joining in with a global game jam next year at a location near you. All right, everybody, have a beautiful day.